Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Welcome to the Meet Hope Podcast. My name is Heather Mandela, and I'm going to be your host for today. I am very excited because we are in the middle of a series based on parenting workshops we offered um, just recently here at Hope Church. And so we have been meeting with our presenters and asking them to share a little bit about what they shared with our families. Um, It was an amazing weekend. I have heard incredible things back from our families who attended, and I am excited to be here with Bryn Gatilius today. So Bryn, I've known you for a very long time. 18 years. Yep. But -hmm. our listeners have not. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name is Bryn. I am wife to Kevin. You uh, may have seen him around church as well. He's pretty active with the the youth and um, also daughter-in-law to Joyce Gatilius, who teaches the middle schoolers on Sunday mornings. Um, and we've been coming to Hope since I had a little one in a car seat, and Hope was the only place that my two-year-old didn't cry. So that's why we started going here. I remember that Sunday. You were in the nursery. I was. I can remember sitting on the floor with Bailey. Yep. Yep. We had and a grand old time. And she made it through. Yeah. We had a grand old time. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, now I have a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old. So this season of teen parenting is almost done. I'm still yeah. in yeah. it. Yep. Still in it, um, but I can see the other side of it. So I just have such a passion for um, anything I could do to help parents uh, in this season with their teenagers. Right. I know we were just talking about, you know, the ways that we wish we had the things we wish we had done differently, right? Yes. And to yes. be able to share that with parents who are in the midst of it or where it's coming up, it's huge. It's huge because mm-hmm. it is it is a challenging and exciting and fulfilling and overwhelming and exhausting season. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's just us, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned the kids yet. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But so now tell me a little bit about your background. So you mm-hmm. came and you spoke um, for our parenting teens and tweens, yeah. um, which again, rave reviews. I've heard oh. from so many different parents about how excited they were to be able to have take-homes right away. So we're going to talk oh. a little bit about that later. Mm-hmm. But tell us a little bit about about why you are talking. Mm-hmm. Why were you the one that was presenting here? Sure. Um, well, I have a background in the social work field. Um, I stayed home with my kids for about eight years and then went back to work part time and it was limited what I could do with families. And, um, so I decided to go back and get my degree in counseling. I had actually started that in my young twenties. I didn't know that. took quite a break (laughs) (laughs) going back to school. So, um, I got my degree, Uh, Finish up during COVID, right, and started my internship at the Center for Christian Counseling and Relationship Development. There's four locations. I'm at the Marlton one here, and that's where I work now. Um, I also still work at the social work agency teaching parenting classes. Um, So uh, I really love what I do, and 
Um, I learn a lot. I have about mm. um, half of my caseload is probably teenagers That's at awesome. the counseling center. Um, of course, I have my own, and I learned from my <laughs> own experience a lot of times the hard way. Yeah. And then from my friends, you know, that would share things that worked for them or didn't work. Yeah. Right. Um, I learned. Uh, <sighs> I learned the hard way. I learned from my teenager. I learned from others. Teenagers. And I, I love that because the theme I hear as you're speaking is community. Yes. Right? Yes. We learn when we are in community yes. with other people in similar seasons of life. And yes. that's huge. But, you know, it's it's hard for parents of teenagers because, as you know, we have our background in moms oh, together, right? Yes. I did that for six years and I loved it. And yeah. I loved it because I wasn't alone in my parenting. Yeah. And I felt comfortable and fine sharing toilet problems sure. and, you know, yeah. um, my kid bit another kid, yeah. you know, and all of that. It, it wasn't shameful. Yeah. And then when you have a teenager who doesn't want you to share yeah. their business, rightfully right. so, you're yep. going through these experiences feeling alone. Yes. And you, you know, do. You, you, you can't share on social media can't get all all of those likes and comments right <laughs> yeah. like you could with a little one yeah so um and then uh i think it's it's very important for a parent to know that yeah. they're not alone i agree and i think that was one of the things i heard from these parents at the workshops mm. was one your vulnerability and willing to say hey Here's what I did well, and here's what I did wrong. I, I started we, right out. I said, I'm going to out myself. And we all have it. <laughs> we can all out ourselves, right? Yes, yes. Um, our kids can out us even better, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Yes, they're, they're first in line. Right? But that Keep was humble. It's huge. It's to be able to say, you know, here's what I did wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to help you as you figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, so... Agreed. This is really, really, it's hard work raising mm -hmm. teenagers. It is hard work. And it's work. hard for them. Yep. It's hard for them to be a teenager. It is. And, um, you know, uh, an analogy I used in the class that um, I, I try to remember in my own life, I just picture a sea, right? Mm -hmm. And we're on these rafts in the sea, and they can't help me mm -hmm. on my raft. I need other helpers. Yeah. I need to be able to fully help them mm -hmm. and show up for them and be present for them and be their cheerleader and be their safe person. Yep. And that relationship starts in childhood, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that will be then waiting for us there at the end. Yes. Too. You know, yeah. relationship is the most important thing, mm. not grades, not social media, <laughs> not nothing, uh, nothing, yep. your relationship with your teenager and what you're doing to cultivate that. You know? So what would you say to a parent who feels like I've blown it? Mm. You know, I'm hearing this, you know, I was raised by super stern maybe parents mm -hmm. right and it was all about you know you don't talk back you're not disrespectful you clean yes. your room when you're told you do what you you know this was how this was how I was raised and now I've got a kid who does not respond to me yelling who yes. has no interest in keeping a clean room do any of them yeah. you know and yeah. so yeah. how do you say what do you say to a parent who says I, that ship has sailed. I clearly blew relationship through the maybe preteen years. And now I'm staring at a teenager who, you know, is staring back at me, dug in their trench as deep as I'm dug in mine. Yes. Oh, that's so relatable. Um, wow. What would I say? First, 
we, we are in a, in a new terrain of parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what you call it, right? <laughs> Some people are gentle parenting or, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's not what our parents did. No. And it probably won't be what our children do. Right. Right. Um, if you keep relationship as your motivator mm-hmm. and you pause sometimes before a response <laughs> and you re- try to remember your value, right? Um, if your value is your child's feelings, their heart, something like a room is busy stuff. Yep. Right. That that's not um, that's not aligned with our value together. Yep. So that might be something that I let go. Mm-hmm. Right. Or visit it once in a while. Yes. You know, not all the time where then, you know, their room becomes a battleground. You don't yep. want it to be a battleground. You don't want your house to be a battleground. You want it to be a safe place. Yes. You know? And it can feel like that sometimes when it's our agenda that we're trying to share yes. forcefully. Yeah. Because <laughs> right, times. a clean room is a better room. Yeah. A clean room yep. you could think. Yes. And you can have somebody over and yes. it doesn't smell and it yes. doesn't have ants. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there's no bugs. Come I on. Know. Yes. I know. Why I know. are we sleeping with a hammer in our bed? Like, you yeah. know, why is there a dog bone in there? Like yeah. yes, like it just stuff that they may not care nope. about what we care about. Nope. But and it doesn't mean that they won't someday. Yes. You know, this is a season. When, when one of my daughters was finally able to articulate me, it was to me, it was probably in her, um, her early high school years, you know, she said, mom, when you come in and tell me that my room is a disaster, what I hear is that I'm a disaster. Yes. Yes. And I, it yes. stopped me in my tracks. Yes. Stopped me in my tracks. I was like, that's not what I mean at all. Yeah. But that's what they hear. Yes. They internalize a lot more than we could ever know. Yes. And that that's what I've learned counseling teenagers. Sometimes they'll share a story with me and I'm like, uh oh, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm so thankful. Um my I, I shared um on Saturday, my first client ever, there I was a new intern, right? Brand, brand spanking new. Yes. And I had a teenager and she was sharing with me a story about how she had decorated her room, the fake ivy, the fake candles, mm-hmm. the scatter rug, the bohemian drapes, like yes, the whole the thing. below, top yes. to bottom. Oh, yeah. yes. And she, twinkle lights, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. She everywhere. was so proud of it. And her dad stood at the doorway and looked around and he said, there's a lot going on in here. And as she shared that with me, she just started crying oh. about how disconnected she felt from her dad, that he didn't know her, that he didn't want her, that he didn't enjoy her. And I, I literally, I, I'm, I'm with her, yeah. but I'm thinking how selfishly many times to myself, have I done something I've like this. that exact yep. same thing. Yep. Yeah. 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 We all have, cause we don't recognize the disconnect between our intent and our the way they hear our words, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. breakdown that occurs. But I think what I hear from you in, in this conversation is the idea that no matter how far gone you think you are, it's never too late to put relationship first. Oh, and repair. Yes. Repair. Um, there's a lot to be said for humility and forgiveness yeah. to, to look your child in the eye and say, this was my intention, but that's not what happened. Yep. And I missed you in yeah. this and I am so sorry. Can you please forgive me? How do we do this better? Yeah. 
You know, let your child join in with you in making choices going forward because yes. I'm, they have ideas oh, yes, <laughs> about how do. you should parent. Yes, they do. And some things you could say, um, that might not be feasible for me, but how about this? Yep. Um, take your time. Yes, you can I say, want, let me think about it. I want no curfew. Well, that might oh. not work for me. <laughs> but yeah. how can we work together to find something that will, you know? Yes. Yes. It's team it, where they feel like they're part of a team rather than fighting against. Yes. And that's that new parenting, right? I mean, our parents told us yeah. we didn't, we didn't weigh in. We didn't have a conversation. There were uh, statements a- and ultimatums and consequences, right? Yep. And, um, you know, I, I understand that philosophy. Yep. You know, I'm the parent, you're the child. However, it is. You lose connection in that type of parenting. You lose relationship. You lose trust and intimacy. Their vulnerability with you, telling you things yeah. which you want to know. Yeah, you want to know these things. Yep. So, and they do. I think one of the things that I have discovered over the years of doing it incorrectly and t- trying to repair and get back, mm. you know, they don't learn how to make good choices themselves if they're only following directions, Mm. right? So our goal is to help raise adults. We want them to be critical thinkers, you know, so when we make them part of the process, um, they're learning Mm -hmm. how to make good decisions for themselves going forward. So when I say, I don't think no curfew is going to work for me Mm -hmm. because you have to work the next day. Right. And I don't want to drag your tush out of bed screaming and yelling. Right. So what time do you think you could be home that would allow you to get up reasonably? You right. know, things like this so that they are understanding it's not just an arbitrary time. It's not just, there's a reason yeah. we have concerns. And when we articulate that, then they're better able to reflect back themselves and say, well, what will I need to do to be sure? Um, you know, I'm not going to hound you about homework, but if you were going out this weekend and working two days this weekend, when is it getting done? Right. What, where do you need to make changes in your schedule? Not me mandating anything. Right. And they start to learn to prioritize. Yeah. Um, but they don't do that when it's just purely following, towing the line, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, but gosh, it's so much easier just to tell them, right? Well, they're not listening when we do. <laughs> let's be honest. Right, 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 right. You know, they see a disapproving look on our face and a bunch of words that yes. they don't want to take with them. Yes. You know, so yeah. it's just not effective. Yeah. I've had know? to say a lot. This is my thinking face. Like, mm. give me time to process, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to respond. And I realize my initial look is not necessarily <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my thinking face. Let me think. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, let me walk away and come back with an answer. Yes. Because I, my initial reaction is not always the right one. Yes. That, that was something that took me years to learn. Yeah. I would quickly react. A lot of times I would overreact. Um, I would feel, you know, 15 different things all at once and everything seemed permanent, mm. you know? Yes. And, um, and I, I have learned, even if I'm like, Biting my tongue so hard it may like literally fall out of my mouth. I need a few minutes. Yeah. I need a few minutes. That's the other phrase I think we say a lot in my house is very few things are forever. Mm. So we make the best decision we can with the information we have at the time. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that we can't change our mind. Right. It doesn't mean we can't go in a different direction. We can't make repairs, changes. 
very few things in life are forever. You know, as those kids get older and they start worrying about college and futures and careers, you know, I joke and I say like, my husband happens to be someone who graduated in his career field and has stayed in it through retirement. Mm. He's probably the only one I know. Yeah. Like that is not the norm anymore. Right. So I tell them frequently, like, look, you're going to do what's best for you right now. Yeah. And God's going to use that in your future. Yep. But take the pressure off. Oh, yeah. That forever. could be a future podcast. Right? Oh, those things are so hard for the for this uh, graduated is. teen world. Yes. It's... What do I do with myself now? <laughs> yes. Oh, and we have lots of suggestions for them that mm. they don't want to hear. Mm. <laughs> Rightly so. It's their decision right. to right. make. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, what were some of the favorite takeaways that you mm. gave at the parenting seminar? Are there any things that you maybe wished you'd known when your girls were younger or um, things that worked really, really well that you think mm-hmm. that our listeners might be able to walk away with this from this podcast with one or two tricks in their back pocket? Sure, sure. Um, something that I shared with them um, was, uh, you know, in these, especially those uh, younger teen years when we're moving from actively parenting a child to now this tween, now this teen, um, grades and schooling is a, is a battle with mm-hmm. some kids. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us parents to know how to navigate that. Um, and uh, somebody shared with me that was very effective in my own life that I shared on Saturday was um, waiting, uh, talking with your child about when this would work, but waiting uh, to talk about school once a week. If they're mm. having some academic struggles, some homework that's not getting turned in or a grade that you don't think they're, you know, um, they're, they're capable of more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having that be a constant communication piece in the home. Did you turn this in? Why did you get a C? I, you could get an A, you know, um, it, that's not good for your relationship. It's not good for you, your kid, the relationship. So, um, that's something that I would suggest. I love that. That's a hardship in the home is what about these grades and what they're doing at school or not doing. Yeah. I, and cause I guarantee those kids know they're already feeling the weight of it. Yeah. And so when it is the first topic of conversation every day or the constant topic of conversation, it just adds to that stress Mm -hmm. um, and that not wanting to be home because it's going to come up and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that's something I wish I had grasped Mm. sooner Mm -hmm. um, and had put into place sooner because it's so hard as parents. We have our own agenda when it comes to grades. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we worry about things like them getting into college and getting scholarships and, you know, what does this mean? It, it takes a, a, you know, it travels down the road quickly in our mind, right? We spiral. Yes. And, and we worry about things that are not today, like being present in today um, is important with a teenager. Yeah. You know, what can I do? And um, I'd say the other thing is figure out what strengths your teenager naturally has, and they have them. Yes. Even if it's, uh, um, well, all I know about my teenager is that she spends hours on social media. 
okay, that's telling me, um, you know, she really wants to be connected with friends, maybe, Absolutely. you know, if, if she's hearting all her friends things and being encouraging, that's the gift of encouragement, you know, um, just try to like, really wonder about what it is that your child naturally does well, that comes mm. easily to them, and applaud that them in that cheerlead yep. them let them think that they are amazing yeah. and awesome and their name is going to be in lights and um they need someone doing that for them you know the world takes enough as it is they they take from themselves yes you know their self-esteem can take such a hit during these years they're so often their own worst critics yes right they're they're the hardest on themselves and we just don't see it yeah yeah. Um, because they're constantly in defense mode with us. So they're defending yeah. themselves with them all the time with us. Yeah. When the reality is that they're already berating themselves for yeah. most likely anything that we've thought of. Yeah. And yeah. more. Yeah. 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 So try to encourage that. Try to get them involved in that. Sometimes during these years, it's like, wait, my kid played softball for 10 years and now she doesn't know what to do. Or mm -hmm. he, you know, was part of the soccer team. But now that he's not varsity, he's doing nothing. Yeah, maybe he can know? help coach Littles. Maybe yes. he can. Yeah, try exactly. To figure out. And, um, you know, another thing I'd suggest too. sometimes is as adults, we could be like seven dollars for a Starbucks drink. Right. That's ridiculous. Well, if that's their world, join them in it. Yeah. Pay the seven bucks to go to Starbucks and have a pinkity drinkity with them. Right. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, we our Starbucks budget grew exponentially in those mm. teen years because mm. it really was conversation would happen on the way to and from. Yes. And there were lots of times where Kevin's like, let's go to the far one because we knew like mm. that time in the car was conversation time. And yeah. um, it was how we would get to hear what was going on in their lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the car. The car is a great tip. It is. The car is a great tip. And before they start driving themselves, if you're, you know, the, able to chaperone the different things. And, and by oh, that, yeah. I don't mean sitting in the movie theater with them. No. I mean, <laughs> driving the driver. Yes. Being the driver. Um, that's how you hear the tip. Oh, they forget you're there. It's amazing. You yeah. get all kinds of dish. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I agree. That was definitely a, a big open door for us that mm. we were so grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, and mine would always rather use my gas and have me drive anyway, even now that they're young adults. So that yeah, that's a there. good idea. Oh, I like that. They're still like, can you drive? I don't have any gas. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Oh. Um, Bryn, thank you so much. This has been, I've had a lot of fun. I hope mm. that our listeners will feel as well that they've gotten some practical tips that they can, you know, put into practice right away. And I want to encourage them. You know, we have a parenting team small group that meets here monthly. And uh, if they're interested in that, you can check out meethope.org for more information about when they meet. Um, there's lots of other parenting small groups that come and go as well. So keep your eyes open there. But community, right? It's so important. Absolutely. It really is. You need to find yourself a couple um, trusted confidants that you can depend upon when you're saying, help, help yeah. me in my raft, please. Yeah. I, I don't somebody. know what to do. I feel like I've done, you know, a Send huge a mistake yeah. that's, that's unredeemable. Yeah. You know, you need... Um, need somewhere to go with that. And that's the good news is that, you know, the Holy Spirit's in the redemptive process. So, yes. you know, we are always, there's always somewhere to go. And he loves us. He, he loves them yeah. even more than, than we, we do. do. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm so thankful for my faith in my parenting journey. When I say help, mm. just help, yep. help, help me, help them. Yeah. I'm not alone in that. I'm, yeah. I'm not alone now. 
Yeah. Um, so that's that's a, a huge takeaway. It really think, is. You know, it really is. So there you go, friends. I hope that you have learned a little something today and can feel encouraged in your parenting journey. Again, if you have any questions or just need to not feel alone, feel free to please reach out to us here at the Meet Hope Podcast and we can get you connected with others on the same journey. Thanks for being a part of the Hope community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.